If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, and obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, normally alongside TJ Rosine, but today I'm going solo. Got a special guest for you who I'm excited to jump into his story. Before we do, let's catch up with our friends over at Shot Tracker and see what is new with their new technology. Our friends over at Shot Tracker are changing the game with their new revolutionary technology that is making basketball more efficient and effective at all levels. Shot Tracker is made up of three components. There's a Shot Tracker enabled ball, player sensors, and anchors in the rafter. And combining them all gives you high level, detailed analytics to be able to track Everything your players are doing, spacing, movement, shot efficiency, it's absolutely incredible. Check out ShotTracker.com to learn more about how you can get connected to ShotTracker and begin changing the game for your team. Alrighty, I'm here at Damascus High School with my guy, Mr. Brian Breezy. How you doing, Brian? Good, good. Good, good. So Brian and I, you you and I have had a chance over the last couple of years to connect as we've worked together through the Lead em Up program. And as we sit here at the time of this recording, Brian is the number one recruit in the 2020 class in football and has narrowed down his selections to six at the time of this recording. So he's got Alabama, Clemson, Penn State, uh, Georgia, Michigan, and Ohio State. So... I think Brian recognizes he's in a really cool position, and it uh, doesn't get much better than that. But it's interesting, Brian. At the time of us sitting down right now, we're in basketball season. And yeah. although your future is in football, you're still playing basketball. Yeah. Many people would say, no, you got to be football, football, football. Like, why did you not do that? Why, why are you still playing basketball? I, I think outside of football season, just like I've played basketball forever first off, and I've always loved the game. So, I mean – that and then just keeping my competitive nature outside of football season no matter what I'm doing just having a team and uh just being able to compete you know outside of football it's just it's just you know I, I didn't get to play last year because I got hurt so you know I wanted I'll be I'm leaving early for college next year so I won't be able to play so I just wanted to take my last year and, and go play the game that I've loved for a long time so have any of these college recruiters like hinted or made little subtle comments to try to get you to not play basketball or has it been oh good go play yeah I think it's been mostly positive especially because like I keep condition and you know they 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 like to see how you can move on a basketball court, so I've had a bunch of coaches come out and watch me play. So I think most of them, most of them are fine with it. Okay, which it's interesting. I feel like they are fine with it because to that point, I mean, you've had a lot of these guys in the gym watching you, which is funny because they're recruiting you for football but coming to watch you during <laughs> basketball games. And you had a game recently, correct me if I'm wrong, but Penn State was with us and Ohio State with us in the same gym at the same time. And Georgia. And Georgia in the yeah. same – oh, I forgot Georgia was there. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. So I got to ask you, though, listen, Tuesday night basketball game, just another day for most players, but you go into a gym and you've got Georgia's coaching staff and Penn State football and James Franklin and stuff, and you've got Ohio State. It's not just another day for you. How have you been able to handle the pressure of just 
being the number one player in the country at, at your grade, moments like that, how have you handled it? And do you think you've been doing a good job with it? Have there been moments where it's been kind of like it's gotten too much for you? Um, I think in the beginning it was a little bit hectic and uh, it, it definitely took some getting used to. But uh, just everyone around me, like my family and, and my teammates and everyone just keeping me level headed and, you know, especially my family, like not letting me get a big head about it and, and just, you know, just being the same person that I was before all of it happened. And, yeah, I just – I like to just, you know, not not really focus on all of it. as Like, all these offers are great, but at the end of the day, I can only pick one of them. And, like, I mean, every from, from one to – one to 200, everyone has a D1 offer. So, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone can only choose one school. So, I mean, ranking is not a huge deal to me. Um, but, yeah, just, just keeping a level head. My family really helps me with it and my teammates. So, what, what has changed with all this notoriety, attention? Do you find yourself just being more conscious of who you're hanging with? Like some actual things. What are some actual things that have changed like mentally for you? Yeah, like uh, people I have to hang out with no matter where I go. Like just just really being cautious of what I do or what I say or just I just have to really, really make sure I'm, I'm aware of what's around me and who's around me. And, yeah. Especially and, and, with social media around these days, and you just got to be very cautious. And a lot more so, you're, you're admitting to being in your position versus if you were just kind of just another guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. So I, I got to – it's interesting. You know, for you, obviously, you're traveling – and you're you're dealing with all these schools. You're on recruiting trips. I mean, I believe during football season, was it every Saturday you'd wake up after a Friday night's game? Like every Saturday you'd wake up and fly to another school. Just about. I mean, it was crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, just about. You know, whether it was Alabama or, or Clemson, you name it. Is, is the recruiting process too much? Like, how have you been able to handle the school? work and all your friends and just maintain a normal life at the same time have a phone that is just blowing up nonstop taking trips is it too much um but <laughs> like by the end of football season i'm definitely like i'm like i'm done going to football games like i'm done going to college games like i'm tired of it i just want to stay home for a weekend and hang out and like just relax so like by the end of the season i'm kind of done with it and like just like those long weekends especially like wake up early uh saturday morning right after game got to fly down and then i fly back the next morning and then like sunday night i'm like oh i got to do my homework now and like you're just tired and like it's like that that kind of gets to me and then like yeah like like when you see all your friends hanging out that weekend and you're at i mean don't get me wrong like it, it's you're in a great it's, spot right but, but you, you, but you just are miss sacrificing. out on you miss out on some things that that you know you, most people don't so, so here at Damascus High School, legendary, if you're not familiar, legendary high school program uh, this past year set the record. Uh, was it for the most wins in a row consecutively by high school in the country? Correct? State. In the state. Okay. We had the countries like at, at the time. Like okay. we had it for a little bit and then. Either way, ridiculous. Yeah. Incredible stat, right? Yeah. Something four or five years in a row. Um, ended up coming to an end at th- this year um, in the middle of the playoffs. But let's talk about the pressure in that regard. Okay showing up every day how do you have to prepare differently knowing that everywhere you go not just from a team perspective but also from a personal perspective where you are the number one target in every road trip on every opponent you're getting extra i mean i watched some of your games where i mean the double teams but also the little kind of the little behind the scenes little jab at you i mean just everyone trying to get at you yeah how have you handled that um and have you done a great job at that? 
Um, I, last year wasn't terrible. This year definitely got got more. Like I was getting triple teamed a lot of the games, or double teamed, and it was people like, going low. You yeah, I mean, I was getting high load, held a lot, and you you definitely get frustrated with it after a while. And I definitely could have done better at it this year. I think uh, just kind of like containing myself and and uh, but you know it's just something I got to work on and and. Hopefully, I mean, I'll get better at it next year. So, so one thing that always intrigues me with individuals in your position that are highly recruited, that that have scouts in the audience, and how do you? Because I think I don't think high school players have figured this out. I think they struggle all the way across the board. Every high school athlete that's highly recruited struggles with this, in my opinion. How have you been able to manage team goals versus your own personal goals? Because let's be honest. Yes, it's all about the team. We get it. That's right, and it's true. But there's also personal things you're trying to accomplish, okay? You've got you've to perform. You've got to get numbers up. How, how do you balance the two between getting yours but also making sure the team gets theirs and, and the team comes first? I think players struggle with that. Yeah, um, I think in my, like in my case, because I'm a D lineman, you know, I'm not like a running back or a quarterback or a receiver where I get the ball in my hands every play. So, I mean – me taking on double and triple teams definitely helps the team because that leaves other people one-on-one or even if somebody's getting double teams, somebody's one-on-one or somebody's open. So, I mean, I think in that regard, it kind of helps the team. And then just trying to get my own, I just got to like, I just really got to work through it. If I get the occasional one-on-one, like I got to take advantage of it. And uh, yeah, I think that's, those are the The frustrations start brewing though, I have to imagine when the numbers aren't coming, right? <laughs> even though the team may be performing and and your triple team is obviously opening up other lanes for other guys, you know. But be honest, is it star brewing? Like, man, I've got, I've got to get mine. Uh, is that a real pressure that when high school players are thinking it, that hey, it's okay, that's it's a normal thought. I mean, I, you don't need to give like you don't show frustration because you want like you can't be that person like that's you're winning by what thirty or forty points and you're mad that you haven't made a play like <laughs> right. you can't be that person but don't like, be that guy right right but if you're gonna get a little bit frustrated about it and I mean don't show it just do everything you can to make a play like nothing's gonna change you just gotta keep working and and yeah don't don't show your team that you're frustrated or down or mad especially or, in a moment that would be clear it's a selfish right frustration. because if you're like a lot of the games we're up by thirty or forty points and like. If you're the only one on the team stalking, like there's a reason. I think there's also some things that you know for a message to players that if you're good, player coaches understand the game. Okay, they they recognize it. So like Absolutely. you're getting triple, double, and triple teamed, and maybe your stats just aren't this crazy number that like shows up on mm-hmm. a, on a headline or on a ticker, right? Coaches know who can play. They yep. know. They watch the tape. They recognize. Okay, yeah, Brian didn't get a sack this game, but I mean, did you watch the game? Like he completely dominated. Yep. I think players need to understand that if you're good and you just go out and play the game within the team environment, the next level coaches will find you. And, yeah, and I'm like one of those things. Like maybe maybe the student section or, or the crowd or other people in the stands. Like they might not understand that, but you're not playing for them. That's like, right. You could care less what people that that have nothing to do with your future are saying about you, or, or that you didn't make a play of this game. Like if you did your job and you did what you're supposed to do, like. The coaches that really matter that that, that know the playing, game right. Then that's all you really got to worry about. Absolutely. Hey, let's take a quick break. I got a few more questions for you, Brian. But let's catch up with our friends over at Team Snap. Yep. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. Coaches, they say you don't know something unless you can teach it. 
I'd like to extend that challenge to your players this week. Give them a chance to verbally explain and coach a play to you. Go under the impression that you know nothing. You've never seen a play. You know nothing really about basketball. And have them explain the play in enough detail that gets you to fully understand it. It'll challenge them to communicate in a greater detail than maybe they otherwise never would have. Now, have them do it and see if they can do it successfully with less than three omissions. And omissions, I'm referring to leaving out details that if you didn't know about it would otherwise jam up the play completely. Can they teach the play to you in such a way that they do it in three mistakes or less That'll be the challenge for this week. See how well your players can communicate in detail. Now, thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app being used by over 15 million people across the globe. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to get started. So, Brian, we're sitting here in a public school, uh, Damascus High School. It's a uh, 3A or 2A? 2A. Moving up to 3A Moving up to 3A. Why did you decide to stay public school, right? I think that's a big conversation. A lot of high schoolers, especially ones being looked at, that you know, a lot of there's this, a stigma that like I can't get where I want to go in a public school. Like I've got to go private. I've got to go down here locally in the WCAC. And like if I'm not in the WCAC, the best I could ever do is a D two or D three. Yeah. But, you, but you're like, hey, I'm going pri- I'm going public. I'm staying in public school. Mm-hmm. I mean. Especially here, I mean, there's a bunch of really good coaches in public schools or, like, just, I mean, in my opinion, I think the coaching staff here is just as good as anything you'll get in the WCAC anywhere. So, I mean, in my situation, it was just about me growing. And I had people, I, I still do at this school that, that I still compete with, whether it was Jordan Funk last year or, or, Ryan Lith- or Ryan Lithicum this year or, you know, whatever it is. But, I mean, just I still have people I can compete with and, and that I work, that I can work just as hard with that, as I would in a WCAC school. And, I mean, just... Because I have to imagine they're all planting seeds with you, right? right? Come yeah, down but I mean, here. yeah, I mean, I, I've accomplished everything I, I've wanted to at a public school, and, and I'm getting recruited at a public school. And I mean, obviously, just as much as anybody in the WCAC is. So, I mean, I don't think you need that at all. Yeah, I, that's always the challenge, right? I think players are sitting there at home right now, like, can I get my exposure, right? Can yeah. I? What do I need to do? If I'm a player, let's say I'm a freshman. Okay, talented freshman, and, and families on tough times, right? Like, I need that scholarship. Give me a piece of advice, Brian. Like, like what would you suggest to me as a mentor? I'm a freshman, and I, I need to get there. Should I go chase it at a, w, at a private school? Should I go, go hit every single exposure camp during the offseason? You know, like, what should I do, in your opinion? So, first off, I mean, I think the one thing that really kind of – made me blow up was was my open the, the opening regionals right after my freshman year so that's a camp that uh it's uh run by nike and it's it's a pretty big camp invitation so only it is okay. but normally like a, a good amount of people get invited from from the region okay and then they go on to another one if you make it the finals uh, okay which, yeah so um i think that's a huge one and then i think if you're gonna go to a school or you want to go try to contact the school first before you go try to reach out and say you want to come camp with them and i think that'll kind of give you a little bit more like a little bit get a little bit more personal with the school when you go down before you go down so they can kind of 
you know, maybe you stand out a little bit just because you talked to them beforehand. Mm, that's a good then, piece of advice. Yeah, and then I think just if you go down and, and you perform really well, they can get an eye on you, and then maybe you get a uh, – they watch your film, they think you're good, then you get more. And then the next year you just it just continues on from there. So you just got to go and, and just try to get your name out however you can. Talk about your work ethic, okay? Like y- – y- you're on social media, but you're not a huge like posting all your workouts and stuff like that. That's not really your style. Um, but obviously, you're, you're working out. You're putting in work. Give a glimpse of what your schedule looks like on a regular basis. Obviously, you got your school, but like, what else are you working? Because I think there's also that's another issue with a lot of players is there's a lot of people that are, that think they're working hard, right? When they compare themselves to like their classmates and yeah. stuff. But when you compare it to someone who's really putting in work, it doesn't look that great, right? right? I think about Jake Funk. You know, a couple of years ago from Damascus, who's now playing with Maryland, I asked him the same question. And what he described as his work, I can tell you right now, 90% of the other players in and around the county were not doing what Jake Funk was doing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Jake was a, was a, he's a beast. Yeah. yeah, he's I a mean, beast. He's, yeah. Um, so I have ba- we have basketball from Monday through Saturday. So probably three times a week after practice, I'll drive down to Gaithersburg and go work out with my personal trainer after practice. And we, we, end, we probably end up having two to three games a week. So every day, that most of the days I don't have a game, right after practice I go and work out. And then Sundays a lot of time I'll go work out just if I go to the gym with my dad or just something like that. So every time I – every most of the days I don't have a game or, or something like something serious after school, or I just go and I'll go work out and, yeah, just do whatever I can. So essentially seven days a week? Just about, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yep. no real mo- days mo- of rest, no. maybe moments of rest. Yeah. But no, like I'm taking today and just chilling. Maybe like once every three weeks, I'll take a Sunday. <laughs> okay. Off and... So, have you let yourself like? Um, have you let yourself get to the point of dreaming, dreaming about like some of these opportunities and moments at the next level, and like what that will feel like and be like? Um, I think when I was like, yeah, like it, it, it's coming, it's becoming a reality now. But like when I was younger, like I remember, like. I'd be playing like uh, college, like the NCAA fourteen like video game, and I'd be like, like just thinking like, what if I could be on this one day? And, and you know, I'm I'm kind of it's becoming more and more real to me because I'm going to be going in a year and I'm going to be at one of these schools. So, I mean, it, like, yeah, I think about what what it'll be like, what could go right, what'll go wrong. Like, I just kind of try to think everything everything through about what's what's going to happen at the at the mm-hmm. next level. But yeah, I don't. I think just it's becoming more of a real realization to me now. Okay. And and do you find yourself self-conscious about staying healthy? Like, um, is that like a really – like wrapped should. in bubble wrap, like your parents want to wrap you up in bubble wrap or anything like, like that? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, not really. I, I kind of still – like, no, it's not that serious. Like, I should probably be better on, like, eating habits and things like that. You know, <laughs> they'll, I should, get, they'll get I should you. probably yeah, change they'll, some they'll of they'll that stuff. They'll get you cleaned up. Yeah, but – um. Yeah, not not super. Okay. Yeah, and and obviously, I just want to talk about the recruiting process real quick. What um, as you're going through, and you're kind of just evaluating. I want to give you a piece of advice because it was something that I had once heard. Like, where would I, I was once told, and I think it's so good. Go to the place, and I think I may have Instagrammed this message to you. Go to the place that you would enjoy the most if you got hurt. Yeah, I've heard that. I've right, heard that a couple times. Yeah. So, how do you take just Everybody is giving you advice. Like, do you listen to it? Are you just kind of just entertaining it? And is it become too much? I try and, to, and you probably get asked every day where you're going. Yeah, I mean, I try to take in advice from people who like 
are important to my life or I know only want like good for me or who don't really care where I go to school or you know they're just kind of like doing it for the good of me or so I mean like that and then like people will be like oh go here go like trying to like like fanboys right and like stuff I don't like really that, yeah. listen to that but I mean like people that really matter to me like cl- close people in my life or like my family or my close friends or I mean I, I like like I'll listen to their input on it but um yeah I mean think that's that's really it. Well, I can tell you this much. I never was in a situation like you're in, and I'm actually, to some degree, thankful because I'm a very indecisive individual who goes back and forth on things like all the time. Like, you take me to a restaurant, and I'm like, should I get the crab or the steak? Should the crab or steak? You know, like, (laughs) as if it's like the end of the world, Uh right? And my wife's like, pick something, (laughs) please. I can only imagine how great each of those independent experiences are that they're at all these incredible universities with incredible people. I'd be sitting there just like, okay, I don't know what to do. This is crazy. And I'd have to imagine you're kind of in a similar boat. Yeah, I'm definitely at that point now, especially like I've narrowed it down even more than, than probably like I'm, I'm probably at like four right now that I've really narrowed it down to. And it's like, it's rough. Like I'm like I just think of all try to fi- figure out all the pros and cons, and they all have pros and they all have cons, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like, what am I like? I'm like stuck right now. So yeah. I mean, I think I'll take my officials and and some in the spring, some in uh, the fall. And, and what it, is the schedule on announcing? Um, I'm not even familiar with it in yeah. football. So I'll take. So I get my five official visits. So right. I'll take. So right now we're in the month of January, January yeah. 2019. You're a junior, okay? Yeah. So I can take. I think I think they start in. April maybe. So all the visits you've gone on aren't official. No, so those are all like just us going okay. out. So the official visits are like paid for by the school. Okay. Like, so um, I'll take my official visits. I'll, so you get five. I'll probably take two to three in the spring or two to three in the fall, just depending on on what works out. But um, I think after I take my official visits, I'll probably be right at around you know what, what I'm going to decide. And so when do you? Not when, an exact date. When's the date on signing? Um. Like when's the ESPN say signing day that everyone always talks well, about? Well, I'll do. I'll be an early signing day because I'm leaving in January for college. Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and how are you lining that up? Uh, like, like just because you're advanced in grades with school, or I mean, you're going to do similar what Jake Funk did. Yeah. So I'm, okay. I'm. I have all my credits that I need to graduate early, but I just want to go so I can get into the first spring practice and yeah. kind of get in the swing of things to give me my best opportunity smart. to yeah, to smart. play early. Yeah. So probably November, December. When decision for you? Uh, yeah, probably right around there. Yep. Yeah, great. Okay. Yep. Could be around the same time. You're you're going down a playoff run with Damascus. Yeah. Right. Could be. I mean, you guys are picked to do it again, mm-hmm. right? So, listen, we may have to do another episode after you pick. Right? Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. Didn't, there's a lot more about the recruiting process I'd like to ask. Just okay. to share your perspective, but I don't want to get into it now because you're going through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But afterwards, I'd love to kind of see maybe what separated one compared to the other, Definitely. and just where your heart was during that process and yep. stuff like that, and what maybe you could go back and do it again learn from that you could share some insights to other players but Brian best of luck man thank you know you, I'm a big you. fan I gotta be honest with you let me share a quick little story yep. I was prepared only because people as I was saying I was working with Damascus basketball and you and I haven't worked together since freshman, freshman year, year yeah. and I forget who it was, but some there were a couple of people that mentioned like oh yeah you get to work you'll be working with Breezy again oh yeah yeah I'll be working with Brian Man, I bet I can only imagine he's probably just become so his head's got to be so big at this point. Like you'll hear a comment like that. Yeah. I've heard a couple comments going, and I just want to kind of put a little um, uh, just kind of halt to that belief. 
So I walked in that first day. You probably don't even know. You weren't practicing that day. You were still kind of missing your ankle. And we were kind of sitting off to the side. And little things. I'm always paying attention to little things, Mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes the big things, you can fake it. But the little things, there tends to be a more accurate depiction of one's character. And we start chatting. And you're asking me about lead them up and stuff like that. And the conversation centered a lot more around me than it did you. And I was pretty impressed with that, Brian. And I just want to let you know. From that, like I look at that as like, okay, that's a young man who's got his head on straight, who who hasn't allowed all this that's been happening to kind of blow his head up because most people in that situation, you'd sit down and the conversation would be all about you, yeah. right? And I, I try to always make it about the other person. That's like a little habit. I couldn't even do it that day because <laughs> you kept asking me about stuff that I had going on. So I just want to let you know, man, I little moment, but it like resonated with me. Yeah. And every single person that has brought up your name over the last however many months and has even hinted, oh, that is ego, still the roof, whatever. I've kind of quickly shut it down yeah, for yeah. you. So yeah, keep up that. the great work, man. So, All right, looking forward to continue going through this season. Hey, we appreciate you listening. I am Adam, normally alongside TJ Rosine. We are the Hardwood Hustle. Until next time, we're out.